Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. From the Geico Studios of Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith. With Mike Harmon. Here's Jason Smith. Yeah, you play that Bayheim Open. You play that Bayheim Open. How many times open. am I going to threaten to scissor kick you tonight? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, it's good to see you're wearing Syracuse hey, today. The hey. other day you're wearing LSU Tigers crap hey, laying around I, here. I, I was coaching my daughter. Maybe that was the good luck thing. I was coaching. Well, maybe. Oh, it's And then you went and enough. drank a glass of sugar mm, after that. Oh, uh, celebrated yesterday with a glass of orange juice. Straight, pure OJ. Nothing better. Nothing OJ. Better. No, 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 no. There's a lot of ways to doctor up that OJ to make it better. Didn't need it. Pure orange. Pure. OJ. No, no, no. You know how many condolence notes I got over the course of last night? Listen, I I was, my phone was blowing up, my Twitter account, people sliding and giving me some 
direct message saying it'll be okay. They were slide into your DMs. They were. Yeah, people that, slide that, into your DMs. That this week <laughs> will get you, by. That this week will go fast. No. And Duke will take care of them, people, and all will be right with listen, the world. <laughs> people slide into your DMs when it's uh, you know someone you want to hook up with. Oh no, no, people. That's just a direct message. Slide it's a direct your, message. Yeah, no, just, you don't say. Uh, I just thought it was fun that into way. my DM. No, no, no. Don't tell people. I thought it sounded truth. better that way. Don't tell people it's not the truth. Yeah, all right, the truth was direct messages you. saying yeah. you sorry sack. Yeah. You're gonna have a miserable week. Listen. I am Everybody sorry. predicting that my week will be hellish and that I'll probably punch Tyshirt because of it. Oh, I'd like to see that. I, th- I, th- I think I'd like to see that. <laughs> Why did I get dragged into this? I don't know. I don't know. You played the Bayheim Open. I'm sorry that Syracuse you is the started story of the tournament. I'm yeah, sorry. You, you started I'm sorry it. he's everywhere. This is why Syracuse should be grandfathered into the NCAA tournament because we make it more interesting. Regardless of record, we should be in every year. And let's take a look at the South region, and there it is, the grandfathered Syracuse Orange. They're a nine seed. You know, now, what was entertaining to watch on the social media world was how many derogatory things people could say about Syracuse. They're beating Michigan State, yep. but all it was was derision. It was like, I would rather watch paint dry. Hate and all these things, hate. I'd rather hang out with insert relative that you hate here. Haters all of these things. Hate. Haters gonna hate. That's how it's and just go. a miserable. That's okay. Miserable shooting performance. Ah, Tom yeah. Izzo exits yeah. early once again. Yeah, the record yeah. record against those yeah. good coaches is pretty miserable. No, nope. missed their last thirteen shots. That zone looked like everybody was seven foot five Stone wingspan cold. of a seven forty seven. Maybe it was like a practice that they were running around with those giant paper mache hands. That they that's what Syracuse. See, and that's the thing. Just really quick, ser- seriously about Syracuse. <laughs> before we get something bigger with the NCAA tournament, is that you, everybody talks about Syracuse's two three zone, the zone, the zone, the zone, and it's like you know the zone is only good when. He's got the right players for it. Those are big, long, lean, athletic guards and forwards with wingspan because that's what the 2-3 zone does. It denies passing the ball around. and easy. If you make your threes, you can crush the 2-3 zone. There's two things that will crush the zone. Making threes, and if you can pass into the pivot and the center can get the ball at the free throw line and either hit a jumper or get to the hoop or get the ball to somebody, then... You're in trouble because then you're making plays and you have you have beaten the zone. That is what will do it to you. But Michigan State couldn't do it. Every time they passed in the pivot, what happened? Ah, I'm going to turn and throw it back out. They got nothing but bad three pointers all the way down the stretch. They were not ready for the zone. You can say, "Oh, what a big zone busting team they have." Yeah, but when the rubber hits the road and you start missing shot after shot after shot and everything is contested, you are not going to have a big day offensively. Last year, Syracuse was horrible, and they allowed a ton of points. Why? Because one of their starting guards was John Gillen, who was six feet. I mean, he's you know, it's, it's right. like it's like seeing it's like seeing you know here you have Bowser and Waluigi, and then it's you know it's 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 Peach or Baby Peach. You know, he doesn't. They didn't have the, the length. Peach. They didn't have the length to do it last year. When you have the length, that's in the two three zone is really really difficult. And even if you're only and playing length, five or six guys, doesn't matter. That was all. Uh, you know, we got to talk about how embarrassing a loss that is for Michigan. Oh State, no, there's I know much Nevada, to it. No, that's right. I know Nevada, Cincinnati was incredibly embarrassing, but oh my god, was that embarrassing for Michigan State? So embarrassing for them. Yeah, they lose to a team that should have been. They should have run out of the gym. But see, that's the thing. It's like having watched the Big Ten all year, and you see how highly they were ranked. I wasn't sold. On any of the teams coming up, Purdue, fine, but 
for the conference beating up on each other and looking at what they'd done outside of conference. There was nothing to say this team really was going to be ready for the six-game run. Yeah. Once but they, they, had, faced, they have two big-time NBA players on that team. You think, okay, that's going to get you And through. that's all fine and good, yeah. but, but they hadn't beaten anybody. So every expert we had on, what did I ask? Mm-hmm. Are these teams any good? Yeah. Is yeah. Michigan State good, or are we building up some myth that – and they're not there because certainly Izzo against top-rated coaches. I mean, you've seen those stats t- time and time again. Was he one in five against no, Bayheim? Not done well. One in eleven against against Coach K. So that didn't happen. But go on down the line. Anybody with any pedigree, he struggled mightily. So how good is this team really? And then we saw it against the zone where you couldn't buy a bucket. You know, you, and the other thing too is when you only have two days to prepare. It's um. It's going to be a look. I'm already. I'll be on record right away saying I think our run ends on Friday. Duke is used to the two three zone. They've seen it plenty of times. Not that oh, is Duke more talented than Michigan State? But it's one thing to have a zone busting type team, which Michigan State you know has. They had that kind of talent. But when you don't see it, and then you start getting tight because things aren't happening. And look, Bam had a great point about when you're playing at home and you're losing, and suddenly, boy, this is. This is not the home court advantage we thought it was going to be. You play differently down the stretch. Duke has seen the zone many times. They will stick with what they do best, and that is getting open threes, getting the ball down low. They're not going to be scared. Now, Syracuse can still win if Duke has a bad night shooting threes and Marvin Bagley has a bad night. Those are two big ifs you think are both going to happen. But right. that's why I I, I I don't like the matchup for Syracuse because they're going against a team that's seen it. Michigan State was a great, was a perfect confluence of circumstances. It was a one-day turnaround. They had never really seen it, and they never got off to a hot start, and then it got in their heads. That was a big thing. Still, you're playing a team that is now playing its third game in five nights. They only play five guys. They have seven scholarship players, and a former D3 walk-on was playing the last six minutes. Well, dude, falls Frank out. Fouled exactly. Out. And you lose, and you're at home for that game. I mean, you have everybody is rooting for you, and you still can't win that game. You still can't win that game. And, and all Tom Izzo does at the end of the press conference is deflect. We didn't have a good shooting night, and then he goes off, what a great season this, I'm proud, and all the stuff we've been through and all this stuff, and I'm like, wow, dude, you are really No, no, just, no, that's a good Vegas just, blackjack like, was, hey, Don't look I'm at the fact you. that we completely, just completely yeah, imploded. Yeah. I've never been more proud of a team than this one. Oh, my God. You blew a game you were playing at home in your backyard. You had it. You were playing a team that shouldn't even been on the floor with you, and you couldn't score. No, you couldn't see, get a shot down the stretch, and your players were scared, and they were afraid to take shots. And then, and suddenly it's, we've had a lot of contra- yeah, controversy you probably still shouldn't be the coach. We've said that many right. times. But they, no, we get all kinds of stuff. Nope. Izzo's still the coach. I'm going to stand up here and misdirect you away. No. That's exactly what it was. That was every bit as embarrassing as Cincinnati blowing a 22-point lead with 11 minutes I left. I say, you go on down the line, though. you got a lot of coaches that if you're talking uh, about spin and PR and, and misdirection, as much as people want to go on to you know the political channels and and political talk, and coaches gave you a clinic this weekend <laughs> of how to get things away from, yeah. from wow, what a disastrous loss. Hell, go back to the the loss for against the Retrievers that we covered extensively on Friday night. Tony Bennett, what, everybody just lined up to kiss his ass. Yeah. It's like they got buried by a number 16 seed. And yes, the matchup was tough after the fact, not when it was a 22-and-a-half point line. Q's, yeah.
I know. Buddy. I know. <laughs> but you didn't even call me yesterday. I figured I'd get you half drunk and you'd be screaming into the phone saying nothing coherent. Oh, the half drunk part was right. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Oh, man. That was so good. That was, and the thing is, one of my best friend, one of my wife's best friends, went to Michigan State, and all he did before the game was send me all these memes, sure. crushing an orange, all the stuff. I'm going, okay, 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 that's fine. Then after the game ends, I wait about ten minutes, and I just text him and his wife, and I go, "Hey, I missed the final score. How did the game turn out?" Oh. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? Start I sending back? you pictures, blank you, of blank course. you, well, it has blank to be. you. I got all that. Start sending him pictures of Sean Respert. And- Mo Peterson and all those guys. Now, here's the thing about the tournament. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Is that this has been a great tournament so far. There have been big teams advance. We've had huge upsets. It's a very odd Sweet 16 that we're seeing right now. And don't worry, coming up we're going to do something huge when it comes to the Sweet 16 in a few minutes. But... As much as the mid-majors are playing well and they're winning games and they're proving, hey, you know, we belong on the same court. Leonard Hamilton, coach of Florida State, says oh, everything's out the window now and the gap is narrowed and the conferences don't mean anything anymore. Mid-majors still should not be allowed in the NCAA tournament. Wait, what? They should not be allowed in. Not because they can't play with the other teams, because they can, but you play a triple-A season in baseball, Right. Syracuse Sky Chiefs will play a triple-A season. The Las Vegas 51s will play a triple-A season. At the end of the triple-A season, they don't get to jump into the MLB playoffs. They don't. Could be entertaining. It's triple-A. It, I'd like to see it, but they don't do that. Mid-majors play a horrendously bad schedule. They play other mid-majors, many teams who are awful. They play a lower level of competition than the Power 5 conferences do. You could take anybody... A mid-major darling, put them in the ACC or the Big Ten or the Big 12, and how many games are they winning? Are they going 500? Maybe. And if you go 500, that's a big accomplishment. But you're talking about a team that supposedly is so good, you put them in a Power 5 conference, they're going 500. Maybe. Sometimes they'll win 10 games. You know, we'll go crazy. Oh, teams like St. Mary's are ranked 20th in the country. Who did they beat? They beat absolutely nobody. It's not fair because the mid-majors are don't play a great schedule, and yet they can still win enough. Hey, we win 25 games in my conference in the WCC or something else, and we get in the tournament. And we get a chance to play a one-and-done game against a Power 5 team from the ACC that has played 30 games, and 24 of them are against really good teams. That's not fair. It's not fair that now you get to have a one-shot to knock me out. It's not. Because if you played a bigger, better conference schedule, okay, you don't see teams, you, you, you don't see in college football teams in the whack playing a, you know, hey, look, hey, we're 12 and 0. Yeah, okay, you're not getting in. We're taking a three loss Ohio State team over you. Why? Because they're not playing the level of competition that the higher level is. There should be a Power Five NCAA tournament, there should be a mid major NCAA tournament. It can replace the NIT. You play the final at Madison Square Garden. Everybody would still love it. We get to see all the mid-major teams play. Fun. Oh, look at this. This is going to be Butler is going to take on Nevada. And this is going to be awesome, and it's fun. But it's really they need to do more during the season to show, okay, we prove we belong at the table. Not that they can't beat anybody because we've seen they can, but they have to play a better schedule because, hey, I can go 25-5 and five against teams that suck, and I get to get in. Meanwhile, I'm playing a team that, boy, that sweated their way through a 20-12 a and 12 season and got in as a, as a 10 seed, and is that really fair? It's not. Well, it's where we get back into all these scheduling opportunities in, in football, obviously. 
uh, a lot fewer games where you have that leeway. But you talk here of who's going to agree to go to Charleston or go to one of these schools. I mean, Middle Tennessee, of the snubs, Middle Tennessee mm-hmm. State was the one that was brought up. Loyola, if they hadn't taken care of business in their conference, we don't have Sister Jean. And no, they, we and don't. We miss Sister right, they're Jean. Gonna, they're going to be left out yep. if they don't win. So, yeah, there you have it. And and don't go against a, a 98-year-old nun. <laughs> She's got other powers that are working on her side, man. But the effect is you love it for the event that it then causes, right? That it is an any given Sunday mentality. My watching it each and every year, you understand why you have the brackets as they are, and you hope for the number 16 seed, the retrievers to show up and, and come up with a huge effort. Maryland, Baltimore County, yes, it's the one that nobody's been able to get the acronym or remember the name of the school properly. But you, you love those stories, but they're few and far between in terms of finishing out a big run. It goes back to the point we were talking about a lot last week of how much you love upsets until you don't. And now you've got a bracket that's loaded with lower seeds. Does that mean we necessarily get good basketball this coming weekend, or is it Syracuse and Duke <laughs> and everything else? Yeah. <laughs> and that and that's the fear, I think, right now. If you're the broadcast partner, as much as you enjoyed the craziness of week week one and all the digital imprints that it left and everything that came out of it and people tuning in for the final minutes, that's great. But if you got a bunch of crap games <laughs> this coming week, you, you give it all right back. And that's the, the risk of the appearance of the mid-majors, as you use it as a pejorative term. Uh, that's the risk you have. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You want to think about something crazy about the NCAA tournament. Either Kentucky, Kansas State, Loyola, Chicago, Nevada, Florida State, Gonzaga, Michigan, or Texas A&M. One of those teams. Kentucky. Kansas State, Loyola, Nevada, Florida State, Gonzaga, Michigan, or A&M. One of those teams will be playing for the national championship because of the upsets on the left side of the bracket. All right? Just think about that for a second. One of those teams will be playing Kentucky, Kansas State, Loyola, Nevada, Florida State, Gonzaga, Michigan, and Texas A&M. Those okay. are your teams. Yeah, One of those a, a guaranteed, guaranteed yeah. to play for the championship. Forget about Final Four. No, no, no. Two of those teams are going to be in the Final Four. One of them will be playing for the national championship. It's really Lady or the Tiger on both sides of the bracket. So everybody's kind of praying for Kentucky right now. You're a television is. programmer. I think, well, and people in junior bracketologists who haven't been. If obliterated by what's gone on in the first weekend. If you're talking about television, Michigan would be pretty good They'd as be well. Fine, sure. But those are your two teams you're Only if Harbaugh's there in khaki pants. Oh, I tell you what, somehow Michigan State fans are going to blame Harbaugh for that loss yesterday. Somehow, somehow it's going to be his fault. Okay. I don't know how, but somehow they're going to blame him. But one of those teams is going to play for the national champion. How about we tell you which one? How does that sound? Oh, that's a good deal. That sound good right that's there? That's a good right. deal on a Monday you know, night. I was red hot last week when I gave the under-the-radar teams that could go to the Final Four. Oh, yeah. Arizona. Sizzling. Florida. Houston. I mean, 
I, I really, I really, it just, I just had bad luck with, with terrible luck. Houston and, and, and Florida. I got a little run with Loyola. I mean, Arizona might've been a Homer pick you did, but that's because okay. of their presence on Sheridan road and a nun. I mean, well, the nun became the a nun. star that's later right. on. I didn't with the nun. I wasn't relying on her at that moment. You really? Oh, really? uh, all right. No. Well, yeah, I was waiting for Tim Tebow. Well, I mean, so I, I, look, I wasn't dismissing the power of the Jesuits. Okay. And, and the, the nun being their their superhero. First and foremost, I just have to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus but Christ. good veteran leadership, mm-hmm. five guys, average She's 98 digits. years old, veteran leadership. That is veteran leadership. That's veteran. Doesn't get any more veteran no, than that. No, doing scouting reports and the whole nine yards. Here's what I have for you guys. Okay, Sister Jean, what do you have? All right. And if you, you look don't for, sag down on defense well enough. And if you have those special glasses, you can see the protective bubble mm. that is around the players. So one of those teams is making it to the national championship. And it's very weird. This has been a weird, like I said, it's been a weird, good NCAA tournament so far. A lot of twists and turns. You don't know where it's going. But when it all comes down to it, when all is said and all is done. You got to start singing? You got a couple of ABBA songs that you're <laughs> dialing up there. <laughs> Calipari has beliefs. Everybody else has not. It's going to be Kentucky playing for the national title. It's going to be Kentucky. Not because it's best for the NCAA tournament. But of all of these teams, who has shown we can navigate March before? Kentucky. They're really the only ones. Michigan, yeah, but Michigan completely escaped. They can't score a lot. They escaped. They had a great win. It was exciting. I can't buy suddenly Michigan is going to stay hot for another four games. I can't buy it. But Kentucky has everything you need. All we say is young teams can't win. Young teams can't. Too young, too young. Well, you know, all Kentucky does is succeed with young teams because guys don't stay. Being a sophomore at Kentucky is like being a fifth-year senior someplace else. Boy, dude, you're still here, man. You're a graduate student. You must really suck. How old are you, man? I'm 19, and I'm seeing the pinnacle of my basketball power go out the window. But all Calipari does is win with young guys, and they do it. And the bottom line is this. Gilgis Alexander is becoming the star of the NCAA tournament. Yes, so far they've had an easy path. So John Calipari complaining about his city's got nothing to complain about here. But Gilgis Alexander has been so good. Tall, fast, smooth. He's got no fear. He's aggressive. He gets to the rim. And when you are reliant solely on your guard play, which is what we've seen dominate the NCAA tournament so far, why are teams pulling upsets? They're guards. He is the best guy. He is peaking. Right now. And yes, it's been a little bit lower level of competition, but you can't take away from what he's done. He sees a crack in the defense, and he is at the rim, and he is at the open, and he is making plays. So I, so there's no doubt I'm going Kentucky because of this to get there. The other teams, look, somebody else is going to get there. Somebody else is going to. But I can't see any of those teams beating Kentucky when suddenly the spotlight gets so white hot and We've, I've been here before. John, I've been here plenty of times. Follow me. It's okay. We're going to follow Gilgis Alexander because he's that good. We are going to be fine. They've got a couple other players that are playing really well, too, now. Kentucky will be playing for the national championship. Well, they had all their early season struggles, right, and finally started to come together right before the conference tournament and keep rolling in. So it was one of those situations where if you thought perhaps you saw a little more of their first half of the season performance because it was uneven, at best, and you watch Calipari uh, losing his mind uh, at times. But as they came down the stretch, found their roles, started to buy in to the, the bigger goal. So here are your odds as it stands right now. Duke is your favorite. 
Villanova is second favorite. Kentucky and Gonzaga, both plus 700 right now if you wanted to go lay down some money in Nevada or with your favorite. You know, I can beat your man. Are you allowed to to bet on other teams besides Nevada in Nevada? Yeah. I mean, is that or is that something they don't let they, you do? They they they'll take your money. They take it off the board. Oh, no, they will? No, okay. no, no. No, 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 you can't. no. I'm just kidding. We'll take it. We'll take it. Whatever and, you want. And if you don't want to go there, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of other people down the street that'll be more than happy to, to take your action. But the favorites all come out on your right side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Kentucky and Gonzaga are the two teams that stand out. And for the Zags, still a lot of non-believers in terms of what they've been able to do. Again, owing to the schedule Mm -hmm. and who did you beat and how did you get here. But as we learned painfully at times this weekend, all it takes is one game. You try to replace Zach Collins. See how far you get. Exactly. (laughs) Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Big blow in Major League Baseball, and sometimes it happens in a blink. And the balance of power gets shifted. Justin Turner batting tonight for the Dodgers. This is the ill-fated pitch of spring training so far. Also in another category that might surprise a few people. And he gets hit. And hopefully that is not on his hand. But he is in a lot of discomfort, and that is a scary thought for a hitter. Anytime you get hit, but in particular on the hands or somewhere around the wrist area, and Turner is in a great deal of, he's in pain right now. Yes, he is, Rick, and that is not what Dave Roberts or any Dodger wants to see right now is your number three hitter getting hit and hurt late in the spring, and hopefully it's just a bad bone bruise. Dodgers Radio Network on the call. Unfortunately, it is a broken wrist for Justin Turner. You could hear the ball hit his hand, and you hear him yell. Oh, you hear that scream. And you can exactly. hear him scream the pain. Let's play it one more time, Teicher. Pump it up so people can hear it. A few people. Aye. And he gets hit. You hear right there, and he goes, Aye. You hear that broken wrist for Turner. Bill Shaken of the LA Times reporting this just a few moments ago. Uh, he says that... Likely, he is out until at least May. Will not return until then. Freddie Freeman with a broken wrist last year took him six weeks to come back. So likely now, you're not going to see Justin Turner until at least the beginning of May. Nothing he can do. A pitch just got ran, ran him in on the hands. And a broken wrist for a guy who simply carried the Dodgers at many times last year. A guy not named Bellinger. But this is a huge hole in this Dodger lineup because look as much as you look up and down and go boy the Dodger lineup is pretty good you take Justin Turner out of it and suddenly you are playing mix and match and you take out your number three your number two hitter and now you know Seager's gonna have to slide down Bellinger may slide up is Kemp gonna slide up maybe and is he gonna start hitting that shape of his life fourth and and suddenly now you have Bellinger hitting third your lineup for the Dodgers, you are top four, five heavy. That's the thing sure. about the Dodger lineup. You are great, one through four, one through five. And then you get below that, and it's good luck. I mean, that's the thing about the Dodger line. This is not one of those teams that hits one through eight. You know, it, it, They just don't do that. They are a very top-heavy lineup, and they really still don't have a true leadoff hitter that is going to make a lot of noise. It's really the combination of Seager and Turner and Bellinger, and now you're kind of hoping. 
at the other positions. So now from two, three, four, you take one guy out. Now suddenly you may not even go four, one through four with, boy, these guys can all put pressure on the other teams. This is a huge deal for the Dodgers who could get out of the gate really slow in the NL West. Well, you look at what Turner's meant to them the past several years, just the extra base hits, the timely hitting last year, all the way up to 322 in his 130 games played. So it has missed some time in the past. We know uh, the injuries are on the books. This one, a tough blow. You, you do the quick comparison. Last year, Freeman came back, had 28 home runs, hit hit for a solid average. So you hope that you have the same luck here. 307, uh, 28-71 and 71 for Freeman last year coming off of that injury. So Turner, the, the unfortunate news we saw start – hitting up Twitter, and as soon as we heard the audio of it, uh, I think we both sat back in our chairs and, okay, uh, even before Bill Shaken's tweet of how long is that injury going to be, right? The the first started to break through. Uh, the heart of the order certainly takes a big blow, but I guess if you're going to start the season, uh, you still have a long way for him to get healthy and still be a contributor to where this, at least on the surface, shouldn't be something that impedes a return for a good chunk of the season and certainly to be ready for another run deep into October. 877-99 on Fox Twitter at how about a fresca that's Twitter at how about a fresca the Jason Smith show with my best friend Mike Harmon and suddenly the pressure is really on Chris Taylor to show that sure. hey are you for real? I mean dude was this just something last year that was incredible and 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 you know are you, are you really going to be a 21 and 72 guy and hit 300 because suddenly you went from boy that was a big bonus to we really really need that need now. that production you absolutely. really need to be that guy if you're not that guy again there's going to be trouble it's going to be really really difficult because turn turn some guys just mean so much to their team now certainly when you take big guys away out of a lineup it gets difficult but everything the Dodgers do is predicated on, look, he came off the scrap heap. You know, he couldn't even get a job with the Mets. The Mets That's couldn't even right. keep him and, right. and, and play him. He was, he, was, he was a spare part. And now he's fit into the Dodgers so well. I don't know that there's many other teams he would have gone to he would have turned to this player. This is why it's such a big deal, because he was just a guy. I mean, he was a utility guy. And now he comes in, fits in with everything he does, and it's, he was found money. And now suddenly you rely on him for so much, and now now you're going to be without him for at least the first month of the season. That's why that's such a big. This wasn't player X take him, plop him in, then they're you know no, you're no. going to get twenty five and hundred like you can with a guy like Giancarlo Stanton or anybody else. But now you take Justin Turner out, and it's like boy, this guy he was made for this lineup. He was made for this ballpark. He was made for this team. He just he just fit well. Well, now you talk about the trickle down effect to his presence. Uh, missing from that lineup, what happens with the expected MVP candidacy of Puig uh, as you have stumped on for like the last two years now that this contract is coming due? And Matt Kemp, I joke, the he's in the best shape of his life, but if you listen to a local L.A. radio <laughs> or anybody having any dealings with the Dodgers, is he's leaner, meaner, ready to go. This is the Matt Kemp pre-Rihanna. Wow. Pre-Rihanna? I well, mean, remember, long time look, our guys Petros and Money on uh, AM five seventy LA Sports. They used to call her the Barbadian Temptress. A, <laughs> I think that was a movie on Cinemax. I actually saw that once. We'll have to look yeah. that up. Oh. Twitter at How about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show again. Breaking news: Justin Turner broken wrist, hit by a pitch tonight. And that was the play-by-play. Likely, according to Bill Shaken of the LA Times, he is out at least 
six weeks. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. We wave a fond farewell to True TV. Most of us only watch it for the first weekend when games are on True TV, NCAA tournament-wise, and now we say goodbye for another year. Now, maybe you watch True TV on a regular basis, in which case, well, then you'll be an expert at what we're going to do next. This is called True TV or Fake TV. Fake news. In honor of True TV, we're you not watching News. True TV anymore. Why? Well, because the games are over. They're not on. They're oh. on. They're all legit stations. I mean, they're on different stations now. We're going to play this game called True TV or Fake TV. I give you the title of a show, and you tell me if it's a True TV show or it's a fake TV show. We've been doing this for like four years now. Number of years, always, often imitated, never yes, duplicated. I always want to do this at least once. We've been doing it for a long time. So here we go. Playing are you, Rob Guerra, our producer, Alex Teicher, our technical director, and award-winning update anchor, Tom Moody. Hi. Are you ready to play? Uh, yes, I am. Here I we go. I love this game. Real, true TV show, or fake true TV show? Here we go. Hack my car. <laughs> Hack my car. True TV or fake TV? No. Fake TV, but it might be in pre-production. No. That, that There's no, 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 there's no. no. Hack my car, a show about chop shops. I watch True TV. In Florida. That okay. is absolutely false. False. Rob Guerra? That is false. That is false. That is a fake True TV show. Okay. All right. Hades, Hades Hard. Hades Hard. Uh-huh. Uh. A reality show about life in Hades, Florida. Hades <laughs> no. Hard. <laughs> no. Is I that a that. real show? I love that. No, no I, I like your creativity. I True did TV so. or fake TV. No, Hades no. Hard. No. That's not a show. That is not a show. That is not a show, but I would watch it. That is. I think I might tune in for an episode or two. That is not a show. <laughs> not a show. <laughs> Stiletto Justice. Stiletto Justice. Like, is is that, that a show? That's Cinemax. On True TV. It's like, like Charlie's Angels. Like some Stormy story. Daniels was in Stiletto. Stiletto Justice. Is mm. that a True TV show? No. Yes. You're just having fun. Yeah, that sounds like a show. That is not a show on True TV. It airs on HBO after Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> in space. In space. In space. Stiletto Justice. A show about strippers who get revenge on people who have wronged them. But that is not a real show. Uh, and it just, should be. I, I'm coming up with ideas. Right now, True TV is going, oh, my God, that's a great You're idea. Right. Oh, that's a great idea. That's, that's a great good, idea. That's a good pitch meeting. Lady yep. Jokers. Lady, Lady Jokers. Jokers. I'm going to say no. What's it about? A practical joke show featuring female comedians. Well, Lady kinda, Jokers. That's kind of the thing they do at True TV. Lady Jokers. No. I'm going to say no. I think that's a guy's show. I'm going to say no. All right. Wow. That is not true. That is not a true TV show. Well, you're programming an entire network here, though. Caught red-handed. Oh, yeah. Caught red-handed. Is that a true TV show? Caught red-handed. Caught red-handed. That's a bad name. No. Caught red-handed. I I like the concept, but you'd have to change the name. No. (laughs) Caught red-handed. Tight shirt? Yeah, I think we're catching you red-handed. This is not a show. Rob Garrett? One of these is going to be real, but it's not this one. That's not true. Caught red-handed is, in fact, a true TV show. Wow. Harmon was there. I love that Looney thinks the actual titles are worse than the ones I make up. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) Nice irony there. Legalize Marinara. Legalize Marinara. Is that a true TV show (laughs) or a fake show? 
Uh, what's it about? It's about an Italian restaurant in Colorado. That's my guess. Okay. Legalized marinara. Campy. No. no. I kind of hope it is. I hope it is, but I don't think it is. That is true. That is not no. a true TV show. I thought you said you watched a lot of true TV, Robert. It's well, a- I just looked up Caught Red Handed in 2012. <laughs> so that's kind of <laughs> blurring the It counted. Here. It counts. Legalized Marinara is actually the slogan for Maggio's, which is a, uh, a pizza uh, Italian restaurant in Big Bear. Oh, nice. okay. So nice. I'm going to well, them, go. give them props for that one. Jimmy eats the world. Yes. Jimmy eats the world. Yes, Jimmy D is... travels the world and eats. Yes. Jimmy eats the world. Jimmy eats the world. Yes. I'm, I'm... But they don't do food shows on True TV. No. That's got to be a show. That is not a show. That is not a show. Okay. It's not. Jimmy eats the world is not a show. I figured it was in the vein of Zimmer and they couldn't come to an arrangement with him. So the... they stole the idea. <laughs> the principal's office. Is the principal's office oh, wow. a show on True that's, TV? That's a good idea. It's very okay. What's the show about? It's about a principal in a high school. <laughs> okay, all right. that's... about a thing with a guy in the place. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Yeah, it sounds very. T- I'll say yes. That's that's the type of thing they do. I'm gonna go no off of that description. Rob Guerra? Yeah, it sounds too obvious. I'm gonna say no. As a man who watches True TV, Rob Guerra has never seen. The Principal's Office, which is a real uh-huh. show yeah. on there we go. True TV. Right. Uh, so, we play this again? Yeah, that's great. Play this again? Oh, rang a bell. I have a lot of good ideas for shows. I know. Principal's Office. I got to look that up. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Looney, sure. as always. I know it's off to the Principal's Office. I go. Ba-na-na. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.